The NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, and Arizona. From boosted parlays to in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today to receive a $1,000 risk-free sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. Ross are brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Head over to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app today. Ross are brought to you by Better Fantasy. Better Fantasy is a free-to-play app that lets you bet on all your favorite NFL player props for a chance to win awesome prizes. Download the app today over at betterfantasy.com SGPN. That's betterfantasy.com SGPN. Ross were brought to you by SoBet. Sign up to bet against your friends and join the social betting revolution at SoBet.io SGPN. That's SoBet.io SGPN. And of course, don't forget to download the SGPN app, your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. Welcome, everyone, to the NBA Gambling Podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Wednesday, January 12th, 1058 on the East Coast. And joining me to break down the NBA schedule on this Wednesday night is my esteemed co-host and colleague Terrell Farman Jr. Terrell, how are you feeling this uh, Wednesday evening, brother? Feeling good. Feeling good. Feeling good indeed. Feeling good indeed. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, feeling good. It's it's been a good couple of days in the NBA so far. A lot of great games. Um, so we're gonna get, keep it simple today, guys. We're gonna get into the games first. We're gonna obviously recap our picks from Monday night. Uh, Zach and I did a pod on Monday night for the Tuesday games. I think we had a pretty good night there as well. Uh, I've been struggling a little bit over the last couple of days, but hopefully I can turn that around. Um, today, a lot of great games on the schedule for Wednesday night. Uh, so let's start off by recapping our picks from the Monday night schedule. Um, my, I'll start with mine, Terrell. I had the Bucks first half, uh, took the minus one. I uh, thought that they would come out and have a better showing, but that ended up as a push. Uh, on Monday against the uh, Charlotte Hornets in that game. This was a game that, you know, both teams kind of were struggling shooting the ball early on. Um, The first half score was only 48 to 47. And again, Charlotte Hornets in that third quarter, as we've kind of harped on all season long, 36 to 26, uh, outscoring the Bucks by 10 points, eventually got the victory 103-99 in that game over the Bucks, um, Giannis finished that game 26 points, 13 rebounds. Chris Middleton, 27 points, 7 rebounds, 11 assists. And for the uh, Charlotte Hornets, the backcourt combined for 50 points between Lonzo Ball and Terry Rozier in this game. And then for my dog, I had the New York Knicks, which early on looked pretty good but uh as the second quarter rolled around second quarter third quarter fourth quarter the new york knicks won every single one of those quarters and cruised to a 15 point victory 
over the San Antonio Spurs uh, in that game. Uh, four out of the five uh, starters for the New York Knicks were uh, in double figures. R.J. Barrett finished that game with 31 points. Julius Randle only had two points in that game, 12 rebounds. Uh, but Mitchell Robinson and the other starters pretty much carried the team to the victory, 111-96. Let's get to your picks, Terrell. You had the Cavs minus the five as your lock. It looked pretty good in that fourth quarter, Terrell, but um, the back door was open in the game, and the Sacramento Kings uh, came uh, in and squeaked out the cover, but uh, Cavs ended up winning that game. Jared Allen, 18 points, 17 rebounds, as we thought he would have a big game. Evan Mobley, 17 points, 7 rebounds, 5 assists. Darius Garland finished that game with 12 rebounds, 11 assists. They got 18 points from Kevin Love off of the bench, as well as 15 for Usman. Um, and then for the Kings, 21 points for Tyrese Halliburton. Uh, you had two guys in double figures in rebounding and Marvin Bagley and Alex Lynn. They also got 19 points from Buddy Heald off the bench. So uh, Cavs squeak out a victory there, 109-108 over the uh, Sacramento Kings. And then we get to the prize of the night. Terrell, this is all you, buddy. I am going to give you the floor here, sir. Recap your dog from Monday night. Oh, man. I went into Monday with a philosophy and a plan. We've talked about this all year. All year long, we talked about this. The Utah Jazz are one of the most fraudulent ATS teams in the NBA. They get lines that are way too high for them that they cannot live up to, ladies and gentlemen, that they cannot. And so there was a man that came on here and said the Pistons should be in this game. Rudy Gobert is out. Kate Cunningham's going to have a night. And the Pistons, as 11 and a half point dogs, are going to go get the plus 525 money line win. And oh my God, Moonoff, did it cash? Oh, it cashed for it. And they tried, it gave us a sweat. The best way, the most degenerate way that we want it. We don't want a 20 point win. No, we want a sweat. We want to feel this one. They tried to give this game away. They tried their hardest. They tried their absolute hardest. They put the backups in this game late in the third four, third quarter, and they blew a lead, and they let them go on runs, and they let them come back, and then here he comes, the number one overall pick, Kay Cunningham, just as I seen. It was like a prophecy. He came in on the pick and roll, and Bogdan Bogvanovich was the victim of the pick and roll he picked on him he teased him he hit step back threes over him he had 29 points or 10 for 17 from the field the the pistons hit 19 threes in the game 19 they were 51 percent from three 51 percent and the utah jazz 
went down in a roaring rage of fire as the Pistons pissed all over their cup and brought home a plus 525 money line win. Oh, the Slack <laughs> channel was elated. Twitter was on fire. The world couldn't believe it. There were people that bought in to a plus 700, a minus 700 money line on the Utah Jazz. They had minus 700 Utah Jazz money line tickets on their parlays and the Detroit Pistons. Oh, motorcade, man. Motorcade. He does it again for us. Who, man, who is uh, out here giving you a plus 525 money line to start the week? Nobody. Nobody. Oh, my gosh. Nobody's Nobody real. Great. This was appreciate uh, all the love. Appreciate all the love. Appreciate everybody yeah. that had the kind words to say. Thank for y'all for whoever followed, subscribed, everything. Appreciate all of y'all. Hey, that was a hell of a ride. It was a beautiful sweat. And this is this is why I love doing this. It was a great, it was a great sweat. It wasn't even just that we were watching the game. It was the fact that it was going back and forth. And even, you know, I was sitting on a plus 11 and a half. So I was cool. I knew I was making money at the end of the night. But, oh, 525 money line. That's great. That's great. I'm going to start with this. I, I'll get to the game in a second. But it seems like that every time we get a bad review for the podcast, we hit some type or you hit some type of big dog. And I'm not oh. sure if you saw this, saw this but uh, someone, I'm going to call him out, G-A-O-N-A-33, that left us a one-star review saying, nice try. How do you like them apples now? Terrell dropping a yeah. plus 525 <laughs> outright dog on a Monday evening to kick off the week. So, um, yeah, keep keep that bad juju coming. Don't leave us bad reviews, but if you want to call us out, go ahead and call us out. Yeah. Villain real is a thing. It's been adapted. Yeah, it is real. It is real. It's damn real. It is a philosophy. It is a persona. And he he, when he comes, he comes to take over the world. And oh, my God, did he make an appearance on Monday night? Villain real was a thing on Monday night. Let's dive into the kind of the box where they will move on to the Wednesday games. But um, yeah, this game, you know, I, th- I think we have to give the Pistons a lot of credit for the way they kind of battled uh, back after they were down 14 in the first quarter. They were down 35, 21, and they were down 61 uh, to 48 at halftime. They come out in the third quarter and outscore the Utah Jazz 40 to 23, and then 32, sorry, 38 to 32 in the second half. They scored 78 points, did the Detroit Pistons in the second half against this Utah Jazz team. Uh, outscored them 78 55 in that second half. Get the victory by 10 points, 126 110. And uh, Terrell, not only did you call the, the outright dog victory, but the handicap, you hit the nail on the head that you expected a big game from Cade Cunningham. Check that box. Yep. 29 points, career high, eight assists for him as well. Sadiq Bey, also 29 points. Those two combined were 10 of 16 from three-point land. And then you also said, yeah, you also said that there was going to be a lot of points scored in this game, and 242 points were scored in this game. Yeah, flew over the total. total. So It was was a beautiful handicap. Yeah, Yeah, it was a beautiful handicap. Uh, You know, 
side total player prop like it 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 was a great game and watching it was even more fun knowing like what was on the line yeah and seeing that second half and just seeing you know Detroit come out and then subsequently fading Detroit the next game and getting and get them getting blown out in Chicago absolutely uh, absolutely great absolutely great start to the week yeah, we talked about when we were handicapping the Pistons, even though they were coming off of that loss before the Jazz game. But we we said that we kind of had the feels that this would turn into that Milwaukee Bucks type of game. And, and it did. They got the outright victory. And last night after a loss, they get their doors blown out by the Chicago Bulls, uh, who won that game 133-87, a 46-point victory for the Chicago Bulls <laughs> last night against this Detroit Pistons team. But... I think we can probably say this has been possibly the biggest dog that has cashed in the history of the MLB or sorry, MLB NBA gambling podcast um, on the, on the sports gambling podcast network. So Terrell is a great start for the week for you picking out that outright dog. We got to continue it tonight with a lot of great games uh, on the schedule. So let's, uh, uh, Anything that you Keep may want to talk about over the last two days before we get into the Wednesday games? Um, let's. I mean, other than that, that was that was great. That was a the cake. Nets. The Nets are concerning. I yeah. am not going to lie. The Nets are very very concerning right now. Um, they lose outright in Portland. Yeah, that was. I don't get it. I I, I don't get it at all. Um, yeah. It seemed like they were just playing down the competition, honestly. That's just what it seemed like to me. But it just feels like that's the spot that you got to get up and you got to go try to get a dub in that spot, uh, yeah. especially after losing at home to the Bucks. You know, they had a, a pretty bad showing at home. Like, even though they won that game against the Spurs, they probably should have, you know, handled them outside of overtime a lot better than that. So, that's very very concerning over there. Uh, I'm I, I'm not sure. I mean, James Harden was out, but should that really have mattered? Like, there's no Dame, no CJ. Uh, this Blazers team doesn't look good. Yes, they got some people that's playing up right now. Anthony Anthony Simons is you know playing playing great. He is a great combo guard. He is hooping, but I I don't know. There, there there's something uh, to be a concern. In Brooklyn, I don't think it's as sunny as people like to think it is. Yeah, the Brooklyn Nets, um, I'm taking a look at the splits. They're 18-8 and eight against the Eastern Conference this year. But against Western Conference opponents, they're 7-6 and six straight up. The ATS record, 4-9 and nine against the spread against Western Conference opponents. So uh, definitely something to keep in mind as they kind of continue. Uh, they have a big game tonight against Chicago. We'll get to that in a bit. But, mm-hmm. yeah, definitely concerning. I mean, ATS overall for this team, um, not a very good team overall. They are dead last in the NBA, 14-24-1 and against the number uh, this season. They're right down there with the Portland Trailblazers. So, yeah, we can get more into the Brooklyn Nets as we kind of get to the game against Chicago tonight, a huge game where they are currently an underdog in that game. Um, one more note I want to get to before we move on, Terrell, is that uh, the Golden State Warriors are kind of reeling a little bit. And I think that we had talked about this, that when they get Klay Thompson back, that this might be a team to fade. Um 
because number one, that they're still going to have to, you know, a guy like Clay Thompson in that backcourt with Steph Curry, uh, it's going to take some time to get up to game speed and that's going to affect your offensive flow. And it's also not helping that Draymond Green is not out there for the uh, Golden State Warriors, at least over the last two games. Um, Mm -hmm. They got the victory over Cleveland the other night in the return of Clay, but last night against the Memphis Grizzlies, um, this, this offense just did not look good. Uh, and Memphis got the huge victory behind John Morant's effort, 116-108 over the Golden State Warriors last night. Memphis has their number. Like, Memphis just has their number. Memphis yeah. gives Golden State trouble. Like, they give they give Golden State a lot of trouble. And, um, man, I mean, that, that was part of it. I'm, I'm willing to see. I'm willing to give them, because this is Memphis, and I know Memphis gives them a bunch of shit, I'm willing to let that slide and see how things progress in these next couple of games. But Jordan pulled 22 minutes, three for 11 off the bench. That's exactly what I was talking about. Like that can't happen. Yeah. yeah. That, that cannot happen. Uh, Steph Curry had triple double in this game, but mm-hmm. yeah, that, that, that cannot happen. Jordan Poole can't go three for 11 coming off the bench. Like he cannot, that's he, he is, he is that option off of the bench. Everybody else it, they they have plenty of quality scores, but he is that main option coming off the bench, so he has to play better than that. Um, one more note yeah. from yesterday's games, but the Nuggets are the team to fade in the second half, man. Yes, they are. I was what, whatever, that whatever well. what I don't I don't care what how much they're up in that first half. Just put a live bet in on the other team to win the game. Like they yeah. are twenty five points, a twenty five point lead evaporated in the second half. Yeah, that is ridiculous. Yeah, and and I think we discussed this is that Denver is number five in the entire league in points per game in the first half at fifty seven. Uh, that's number five, and then we get to the second half. They are absolutely dead last in the NBA in scoring points in the second half at forty-eight point two. So, and again, last night was a prime example of that coming into fruition. Where looked great in the first half, Clippers were struggling shooting the basketball. Um, someone did send me a tweet about what I thought about Clippers in the second half at plus ten and a half, uh, or for the game. I think a live number. Um, I, I I just couldn't get behind. Like I didn't want any part of this game because I didn't know which way it was going to go. But I think what was a stronger data point is that Denver Nuggets are a, just an absolute terrible second half team. And I think it's more because that Nicole, as, as the game progresses, Nikola Jokic gets tired and more tired and they're having to rely on him without having, um, without having their big stars out there, like Jamal Murray, like, uh, Michael Porter Jr. So, and he's having to play a lot more minutes. So, uh, yeah, that's definitely something to keep in mind. Last night, let me quickly get to that box score for the Denver Nuggets uh, in that second half. So, first half, they were up 41 to 28, and they got outscored in the second half, uh, 58 to 44, by the LA Clippers, who came back. down, I think they were about down. Like you said, they're down 25 points in this game, Terrell. So I think that's something that we'll have to keep an eye on for sure going forward. Next game for the Denver Nuggets is going to be Portland on Thursday against Portland. Portland. So, so uh, yeah, look, Portland's I, I don't been know battling. How many it. I mean, Portland's I, I, been battling. They have. They. Have, I don't know, man. I just feel like every time I bet on Portland, they let me down every single time. But I might have to. I might have to fade Denver is just that is ridiculous, and it's just not this game. Like we've seen this over the past 
number of games. Like we yeah. just pointed this out time after time after time. They just keep folding. I I mean, I would play I would play the spread against whatever team is playing them in the second half. I'm yeah. almost positive if they have a lead, they'll piss it away. And if they still win the game, they're not going to cover whatever that number was. Yeah, 100%. Uh, and the numbers are telling you, right? The stats are telling you first half, number five in points per game or points uh, in the half, and then second half, dead last, number 30 at around 47.2. Uh, anything else uh, over the last two nights here, Terrell, you want to touch on? Uh, no, no, I'm good. All right, let's get into these Wednesday games um, on the schedule tonight for the NBA. Let's kick it off here with the Charlotte Hornets headed to Philly to take on the 76ers, where the Sixers are a five and a half point home favorite, currently seeing a total of 225 and a half. Let's get to the injury report here for both of these squads. Um, Charlotte Hornets, pretty clean injury report, other than Kelly Oubre is still in the health and safety protocols for the Philadelphia 76ers tonight. Seth Curry is questionable with a left ankle soreness. Tobias Harris is probable. Shake Milton is still out with a back injury. Um, and that is pretty much it. This is the third meeting between these two squads um, this season. They had the back-to-back uh, mini series there on December 6th and December 8th where the Charlotte Hornets lost both of those games against Philly, but they did cover the number in both of those games. So 0-2 straight up, but 2-0 against the number against the Philadelphia 76ers this season. That first game, Philly won 127-124 as a 7.5-point favorite. And uh, that second game, I believe in Charlotte, 110-106, they were a a 6.5-point uh, favorite were the Philly Philadelphia 76ers, but only won the game by four. But tonight they are in Philly, five and a half point road favorites here. Terrell, what are you thinking? Um, hmm. Are we getting so does this mean we're getting Tyrese Maxi back tonight? Yes, I do not see him on the injury report. So Maxi should return to the lineup for the Sixers tonight. I feel like every time I face Charlotte, they they get a win. Like they cover every I feel like they cover every time I fade them. But I mean it's Road Charlotte. Like it's Road Charlotte. How do I how do I go out here and tell the people to back Road Charlotte right now? They they they've been they just struggle. Like they struggle on the road and uh this spread, you know, I'm getting inside I'm getting just inside of possession two possessions. So yeah. Um, I'm on Joel Embiid. I think Joel Embiid has a game. I think Joel Embiid is going to get basically whatever he wants on the inside. And that's going to be, you know, Mason probably is going to have a lot of, a lot on his hands. He's going to have a lot on his hands trying to contain Joel Embiid. I wouldn't be surprised if he gets into foul trouble trying to do so. Um, but the concern, the concern was the backcourt. And what production you were going to get from the backport. But if Tyrese Maxey is coming to play, I like Tyrese Maxey to be able to exploit the lack of defense shown by that uh, backcourt of the Hornets, especially Terry Rozier. Yeah. Uh, Lamelo plays pretty solid defense. He's very, very long. He's, you know, agile. But Terry Rozier is, is definitely somebody that you can exploit on the defensive side of the ball. And so. Tyrese Maxey and Steph Curry up there 
I think that that I think that's dangerous for them. But even if I'm just getting Tyrese Maxey, I think that that's he can he can generate enough offense, and I like that to be able to keep things going outside of Joel Embiid and outside of Tobias Harris, like that third option that I know is going to go out there and get a bucket. Mm-hmm. Um, but Charlotte is good. Charlotte is good. I don't think they get the brakes beat off of them. I don't. But do I see Philly pulling away a little bit later and, you know, securing a cover late in this one? Absolutely. Especially no Kelly Oubre. I think that that's really big for Charlotte. I think yeah. that Kelly Oubre is – Kelly Oubre is proving that he just wasn't a fit in Golden State's system. Like, that's all it was. Yeah. That's all he's proven is that he just did not fit in Golden State's Golden State system. He couldn't buy into what Steve Kerr was doing. And it was just two different ideologies, two different philosophies. And that's fine. Like you have, you have that in the NBA and that's mm-hmm. perfectly fine. It doesn't make, you know, one a bad coach or one a bad player. It just means that they don't work together. And what he's doing in Charlotte is proving that he is still a really good player. He is still a bucket and he can, you know, come off the bench and add valuable minutes to this Charlotte squad. So without him, especially in a game like this one, where I do expect a lot of points to be scored, I think they're going to miss his production a little bit. And, Certainly, they have the players to that are able to pick it up, but I'm still I'm I'm going to lean Philly in this one. Yeah, Philadelphia 76ers over the past five games here are number three in offensive efficiency at 118.5 and defensive rating number four at 102.4. Uh, net rating is number two in the entire league, right behind the Dallas Mavericks. So, um, I agree with you 100 about the Joel Embiid angle in this game in the two games so far this season. Uh, Joel Embiid has scored 32 points and 43 points for the Philadelphia 76ers um, in these two matchups so far this season. So, uh, yeah, this Philly squad, they look good right now, man. They've, they've covered, um, let's see, what's that, five games in a row here? They've won seven out of their last eight games. Um, and I think I'm going to roll with them as well here tonight. It might be a chalking night, but uh, minus five, minus five and a half. For the Sixers here tonight, uh, I, I think they kind of pull away, like you said, in that fourth quarter. Uh, defensively, I think they've been playing really well. Um, and don't want that's not a train that I want to get in right now when you have a team that's both top five in offensive efficiency and defensive efficiency over their last uh, five to ten games here. So give me the Sixers as well. I 100% agree with you about Joel Embiid tonight. He should have a big game. Let me see currently what his points prop is for tonight. Um, let's see. Joel Embiid is at 31 and a half, but you know, in these two games so far against the Hornets, he's gone well above that for the Philadelphia 76ers. Anything else for this game, uh, Terrell, before we move on? Um, I think I'm back on a, on a Charlotte overwave. Okay. Yeah. I think I'm back on a Charlotte overwave. I, I, I think that was just the Bucks game. The Bucks games were incredibly defensive, and I and I called the under in those games actually. Yeah, you did. But I think I think Philly gives up points, and I think because I think Charlotte is talented, and I think the starting unit for Charlotte is talented. But I do think that they'll get maybe a little gassed uh, on the road, and you know they're they're only going eight deep apparently. So, mm-hmm. uh, but. I, I like and I like Philly to put up a lot of points. So I think I think this is this probably sneaks in like the two forty range. Like I can see this sneaking in the two forty range. Yeah, the first game the these two teams played, uh both of those games were actually in Charlotte. The first one ended one twenty seven, one twenty four, and the second game ended up one ten, one oh six. So um 
yeah, it's kind of seeming like that the books are projecting something right in the middle uh, to kind of come into fruition tonight as far as the total. But yeah, I agree with you. I can see points being scored tonight, especially with the way Philly has been playing on offense. And we know about the overwave this season with the uh, Charlotte Hornets. Uh, let's get over to the next game, Terrell. We have the Boston Celtics headed to Indiana to take on the Pacers. For the Boston Celtics are a three-point road favorite here, currently seeing a total of 211 for this game. Let's get to the injury report here. For the Boston Celtics, uh, Peyton Pritchard is questionable as he is returning from health and safety protocols. Marcus Smart uh, is doubtful for tonight with a right thigh contusion. For the Indiana Pacers, uh, Malcolm Brogdon, questionable. Chris Duarte, questionable. Um, personal reasons for Duarte. Karis LeVert is returning from health and safety protocols, who's also questionable for tonight. Um, we had these two teams matched up on Monday, Terrell, uh, where the Boston Celtics barely squeaked out a victory over the um, Indiana Pacers in that game. They won that game 101-98 in overtime. Um, but if we kind of take a look at the box score, I think the Indiana Pacers should have won this game because they made, they had one more made field goal in this game. They had three more three-pointers made in the game. The difference in this game was pretty much the free throw line where the Boston Celtics attempted 11 more free throws and made eight more free throws in that game. But um, let's start with the side here, Terrell. Three-point road favorites for the Boston Celtics. Uh, what are you thinking? I mean, I, I don't I don't know what's gonna scare me off of the Pacers. Like what yeah what is scaring me off of the Pacers here? I, I mean I don't know. It, it one, there was a lot of freaking rebounds in this game. Yeah. There was a lot of freaking rebounds in this game. It was a bad shooting. Uh, yeah. And so the Pacers have guys that can like they have guys that can really score the basketball that like they can really, really score the basketball. And so now we're, we have guys that are questionable. Yeah. And, you know, Malcolm Brogdon questionable, Karis Levert questionable, uh, Chris Duarte questionable. And I'm getting plus two and a half right now in a game that I already think they can win if these guys are out. Because, you know, you bring in um, Sykes from the TBT who hit the million-dollar shot to win the TBT tournament this last year. Uh-huh. And he's been having a great he's – been, he's been having a great – he's been playing well. Like, he's been playing really, really well. So he had an off-stream night in, in Boston, but now he gets back in front of the, whole, in front of the home crowd. You know, guys like uh, Holiday – even Miles Turner on the inside, I think, can do a little something. Lance Stevenson has come back and somehow turned back the clock to 2012. Uh, you know, so, I mean, I don't I, – it, it feels like Boston put up one of their better performances and just eked out a win. Yeah. Like, this, like you know, Jason Tatum didn't, even, didn't shoot the ball well. Uh Jalen Brown had a, a really solid game, but here we go. And we talking about the bench production again, Dennis Schroeder coming off the bench had, uh, was 0 for 4. Now he's going to be, he's going to get starting minutes tonight, Yeah, but 0 for 4 for him, uh, five points. 
And, you know, that's what we're talking about. The free throw line, he's got five points and he was 0 for 4. Like, that can't happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, look, like, Josh Richardson, nine points in 38 minutes. Like, come on. Come on. Those, those, are, those are scorers. Those are guys that are supposed to be scorers. So, I mean, I don't know how I back. I don't know how you can back Boston in this spot. Boston just doesn't look good. They doesn't look good, and in one of the games that you know they probably like, they probably should have ran away with this game. They yeah. they should have ran away with this game. They yeah. they honestly and truly should have ran away with this game, and they didn't. And so now they get another attempt at it. And I haven't, I didn't see anything in that game that tells me that they're going to make the adjustments that they need to make on the road. Uh, I expect Demontis Sabonis to have a better game. Three for twelve last game. He knows he can't do that. He still had a triple double, but at the end of the day, he's got to score if those guys are out. If they're out, he's got to be the one to be able to get the ball inside and score. So, give me the Pacers plus two and a half. It's at this point, it's easy to fade Boston. So, giving the Pacers plus two and a half. Yeah, for the Boston Celtics, two notes. Um, kind of want to mention here to the handicap is that this is, I believe, the fourth uh, set of games where they're kind of playing those teams where they have those back to back situations. Um, they played Washington earlier this season. Uh, to start it off, they went 0 2 straight up in those two games. They had Cleveland Cavaliers about a month later split that uh, series 1-1, and then they also had um, New York earlier this month. They split that 1-1. So it's seeming like, number one, that you know they're, they're getting a vic- one victory and then losing the next game, but also if they're going to be without Marcus Smart tonight, who is doubtful on the injury report, the Boston Celtics are 0-3 this season without Marcus Smart in this lineup. So... That's going to be big defensively. That's going to be yeah. huge defensively. Which makes me like the Pacers a lot in this game before we even, even dug into the numbers and, and looked at these uh, ATS stats. Indiana has been a pretty good home team so far this season against the spread. Overall for the season, they're 21-19-1. But at home this season, they're 13-8-1 against the spread. They're 5-2 and two as home underdogs. So I do like the Pacers in this game. And you're right. If they're able to get at least one of Malcolm Brogdon or Chris Duarte back here tonight, um, that's only going to help the cause in scoring-wise. And like you said, Sabonis had a rough game scoring the basketball, 3 of 12. He did have 22 rebounds and 10 assists and finished up with 11 points, another triple-double for him. But um, all around, at least for the starters, it was a bad shooting night. So I really do like the Pacers as well tonight. Definitely shop around for this number, guys, because I'm seeing plus two and a halves and plus threes uh, across the board here. So um, this is potential in the territory of dog for me as well tonight here. Terrell, um, any other thoughts for this game? Um, No, no. Okay, let's move on to the next game for the night. We have the Orlando Magic. Headed into Washington to take on the Wizards, where the Wizards are a six and a half point home favorite, currently seeing a total of 216. Check the injury report for both of these teams. Um, let's start with the Orlando Magic. Mo Bamba, Wendell Carter Jr. are both questionable with respective uh, injuries and soreness. Um, let's see, Jalen Suggs continues to be out for the Orlando Magic. Washington Wizards, the big news came yesterday that Bradley Beal did enter the health and safety protocols. Uh, Not an injury report submitted yet for the Washington Wizards, as they did play last night. 
uh, against the OKC Thunder, where the OKC Thunder um, covered the game, I believe, at least. Yeah, 122-118 last night. Washington gets the victory. Um, let me look at some of the ATS stats here for both these teams. Orlando Magic, 18-23 and 23 overall against the spread. They are 14-10 and 10 against the spread on the road, as well as being a road underdog. Washington Wizards on back-to-back situations, 2-2-1 two, two, and one against the spread. A perfect 5-0 and oh to the over in back-to-back nights. But let's start with the spread here, Terrell. Minus 6.5 for the Washington Wizards hosting the Orlando Magic. It's too much. I think it's too much. I, I do. I think it's too much. I think I agree. we're getting into the season. I think we're getting into the portion of the season where Orlando's about to start covering a bunch of games for us. Mm-hmm. They are getting their guys back. They are getting over COVID. They are getting healthy. And I, I think that this team is a young team that can be good in the future. Maybe not right now. They're 7-34. and 34. Maybe not right now. But I think they can be good in the future because they have a lot of ballers on this team. Cole Anthony is an absolute stud. Frizz Wagner is an amazing draft pick, and he adds so much to this team, not only on the defensive side of the ball, but he's able to score the basketball as well. And yeah. I, I don't I hope that his usage is able to stay the same as it was when, you know, they had three, four, five of these guys out a night with COVID. Because it feels it feels like Franz Wagner is the only person on this team that didn't get that didn't hop in the COVID protocol at one point. Yeah, you're right. So Absolutely. I think that was an amazing draft pick. Very big pickup. Very, very good pickup for this squad. I think that the trade of Wendell Carter to, I think the Wendell Carter and uh, Vucevic trade was a lot better than people thought it was going to be. Yeah. I think, pe- I think people were all focused on Vucevic going to Chicago and Wendell Carter getting a fresh start in Orlando has been really big for his career thus far. This far. And Mo Bamba is starting to make his name known, and which we, we kind of expected because it takes centers a little bit while a little bit longer to adjust to the game. So it's yeah. not surprising that Obama, that Mo Bamba took a little bit longer to develop, especially with the rotating door that is the coaching position that's in Orlando and whatever the heck Orlando is even doing. So Gary mm-hmm. Harris coming to this squad from Denver was really really big. He adds a level of defensive intensity and he and he's able to take over and be the score that they need one and then of course you know they got the always faithful trist uh terrence ross on the bench yeah and at rj hampton who can come up there and give you a bucket any night yep so i mean as i just run through the names and i just look at this roster and i think about how these guys play these guys get after it every night they get after it every night, and they go out there, and they think they can go contend with these teams and win games. And not to mention, for the Orlando Magic, this is a back-to-back set. The Wizards played a game in between, but the Magic did not. Yeah, the last time right. the Magic played was when the Wizards came down to Orlando. They haven't yep. played a game since. Yep. So I'm getting the rest advantage with the Magic. I'm getting play like good players. This isn't where I'm just kind of betting on bad players. I'm betting on good players that just have to put it together. And there's no Bradley Beal in the lineup and the Wizards on a bat-to-back where Kuzma just had a 20. Was this was that the 20 and 20 game that he just That was, had? yeah, the 27-22 uh, for Kuzma. Yeah, so, mm-hmm. so Kuzma coming off 27-22. 
in a game where they still allowed uh, SGA to score 32. I'm 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 on I'm on the Magic. I'm on the Magic plus six and a half. I think that's too many points. I think the Magic keep this inside of possession, not even just two. I think the Magic keep this inside of possession. Yeah, I was going to mention that these two teams did match up on Sunday, where entering that fourth quarter, the Wizards were winning that game by four points. They stretched their lead out to even eight points in that game um, against the uh, Washington Wizards. But, you know, Davis Berton, some big threes for them in that fourth quarter. Kyle Kuzma was big for them in that fourth quarter. Um, And again, now, like you mentioned, without Bradley Beal, who scored 20 points in that game, I think we'll see a better offensive output from the Orlando Magic here tonight. And like we said, they've been covering games on the road this season. So six and a half does seem like a stretch for me in this game. I kind of want to go back and and I'll look at what they've done uh, back-to-back or how many points they've been giving up on back-to-back situations um, have the Washington Wizards. But I agree with everything that you said, that Cole Anthony – He's a stud. Uh, Franz Wagner has been, he's underrated. Like a lot of people aren't watching Orlando Magic games, but, you know, I would suggest watching this Orlando Magic squad. They have some guys that can get buckets and and are going to be a huge part of their future uh, going forward for the Orlando Magic. So I agree. Plus six and a half here for the Orlando Magic. I also like their team total here tonight against his Wizards squad, who, again, on back to back situations, like I said, are perfect five and oh, and they've been giving up a lot of points. in that game on Sunday, um, I'm kind of trying to see what the shooting was like for both these squads. They were right around 40%. I think that Orlando can get buckets here tonight. I think their starters should shoot better. So I like that over 104.5 for the Magic team total here tonight as well. So uh, another potential uh, dog territory here, uh, Terrell, with the Orlando Magic. Yeah. And, yeah. Anything else for this, Gus? Uh, anything else for this game? Um. This could be the Cole Anthony triple double night. Okay. This this could be the Cole Anthony triple double night. I expect the assist to be there. The Wizards uh, give up a lot of assists to the guard position as a whole, and so I I think that the assists are going to be there. I see Cole Anthony double double at plus two hundred. I like that bet. Mm-hmm. I'm probably gonna have a single play on his assist um, as. Because it's at, I'm I'm getting it at five and a half right now. I'm actually about to go try to lock this in right now. Um, I like playing that. I like playing him up to eight at plus two sixty five right now, and then his ten is plus seven fifty, which is kind of weird. Like, how it's kind of weird how his double double is plus two hundred, but ten assists is plus seven fifty. I mean, I figure you would figure if he gets a double double, it's going to be on the through the assist and not necessarily the rebounds, but he's able to get the rebounds. And so 22 to one. Yeah. I like it. 22 to one. I like it. I think Cole Anthony can, I think this can be the triple double night and the triple double that carries the magic into a win, because I think that the, I think they give, they just give up a lot to the guard position and Cole Anthony is a stud. And I think Cole Anthony can go on the road and have an, an amazing game and, and will this Magic team through. I like the pieces around him. I, I, I think that if, if he's having a great game, he can get other people in the rhythm, make them find their shots while he's gaining some of that attention. And like you said, 5-0 to the over, You give I'm getting points scored and I'm catching 6.5. Yeah, give me the Magic all day. 
Yeah, I agree. I'm trying to see what Orlando is giving up. I'm sorry, what Washington is giving up to that point guard position, like you mentioned, um, for the entire so season. It. What do you see? So the entire season, um, they're they're a little bit middle of the road, but this is effectively what a lot of people are giving up. But they're giving up eight um, eight point four assists to the point guard. Okay, a game. Uh, and then let me check the last. Let me see what they're doing the last seven, like to a little bit more recency here. But they're giving up twenty four point three points. Mm-hmm. And where are they at? All right, so they're giving up seven assists per game, about seven assists per game in the last seven. So they're right there. I, I Josh Giddy and SGA both had eight assists last night yeah. on the on the OKC Thunder. Yeah, like I mean, on, I like- on the Thunder where they're where they're, they're void of scoring, they both had eight assists. Yeah, I mean, since he's been back here, I mean, yeah, the assist in the last game, but I think everybody in the Washington Wizards had a bad shooting night in that game, uh, but he still had 17 points. Um, well, this is a uh, third matchup. So uh, in a previous game, he had 22 points, eight, re- eight assists and four rebounds in the last game, 12 points, six rebounds and two assists. But I think the assists, it was a really bad shooting night for the Wiz- uh, sorry, for the Orlando Magic. So, I think at five and a half for your starting point guard is a, I think at a discounted price here for uh, Cole Anthony. So yeah, I do like that play as well. Terrell, anything else for this game? No, I'm good. All right. Wizards, let's Cole Anthony wizards, Cole Anthony and over. Oh, I right. mean, what, well, the magic magic. magic yeah. yeah. Magic, magic plus a six and a half. Yeah. Magic Cole Anthony over. That's what I like. All right. Let's get over to the next game here. Terrell. We have the Dallas Mavericks headed to the big apple to take on the New York Knicks for the Dallas Mavericks are a two to two and a half point favorite in this game. Currently seeing a total of two or three and a half. Uh, let's check the injury report for both of these squads. Um, for the New York Knicks, Todd, Todd Gibson is questionable. Nerlens Noel is questionable. Kemba Walker questionable uh, for the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, the only significant player that is out for this game is Kristaps Porzingis, who is in health and safety protocols. Uh, looking at the ATS numbers for both of these squads, uh, we have the Dallas Mavericks, who are 12 and 9 on the road this season against the spread, 6 and 3 as a road favorite. New York this season struggling on, uh, sorry, on their home floor, 19 and 22 overall against the spread, 9 and 12 this season against the spread at home. They're 1 and 4 against the spread as home underdogs this season. Um, Luca coming into the big apple here tonight, Terrell. What are you thinking? That's scary. That that is scary. Uh, and no, Kristaps Porzingis tonight, right? No, no, Kristaps. But everybody else is go. Jalen Brunson, Tim Hardaway Jr., uh, the big men are all go. I mean, how does Tibbs want to play this? How how does Tibbs want to play this? It you either shut Luca down and give him everybody else. Or you let Luca go off, and Luca is one of those players where he can he can go for the Madison Square Garden scoring record. So it's, and I think I talked about this last episode too. But the Knicks and the Lakers, uh, they're plagued by the atmosphere of which they play. 
because any given night, people from the top of the roster to the bottom of the roster are going to go into that arena. They're going to feel the energy in there. Mm-hmm. And they're going to want to play their best basketball. Yeah. And when I say best, I mean their best basketball. The Knicks, they're used to it. They go and play that, play there 41 games a year. Yeah. They're used to that. Those teams get max two chances a year. Someone. Max two. <laughs> People want to show up when they go to Madison Square Garden. That's why it's so hard for the Knicks to have winning ATS records at home. Last is this the day that Luka goes crazy in Madison Square Garden? I think so. This is a Luka game. It feels like it, doesn't it? It does. I'm trying to see what his they're, points rebound. They're, they're on a six-game win streak right now. The Mavs are hot. Yeah. They are hot. And, you know, we sit here, and yes, they've beaten some down opponents. They beat the Thunder during this win streak. They beat the Kings during this win streak, and they beat the Rockets during this win streak. Yeah. But they have wins against the Warriors and the Bulls. Mm-hmm. So two of the top teams in both conferences, they have wins during this win streak. And they annihilated the Bulls. I mean, it, it's, it's hard to bat the Knicks. It is, it is hard to bat the Knicks. What I will say is that the Knicks give the Mavs a game. They gave them games last year. The Knicks will give the Mavs a game. Whether it's the narrative, which I don't know if it's there because Chris Porzingis isn't playing. Whether and so you know it's kind of be a little bit down on media yeah. towards this game, but whatever it is, the Knicks do play them tough. They really do. But two and a half is too small of a hole that I'm willing to bet on the Knicks who just can't get together at home, and the Mavs who are rolling right now. So it feels chalky. It really does. But I'm gonna go with the Mavs in the minus two and a half. What say you? Yeah, I love the Mavs here tonight, especially, you know, they, they again, they, they've they they've won six in a row. And I, like you said, it hasn't been against other competition, but two other victories, like you mentioned, against the Warriors and the Chicago Bulls. And I think more important for me is that the Dallas Mavericks are the number one defense over the last five games here in the NBA. Their, their defensive rating is 95.6. The number two team with the Boston Celtics are at 101.4. Um, and, and their net rating from offense to defense is 16.2, which is number one in the NBA. Um, so for this team to be playing well defensively um, and Luca coming into Madison Square Garden here tonight, where I think that he's on triple double watch for sure, especially without Porzingis here tonight. I think that, you know, points, rebounds and assists are something to look at for Luca tonight. Did have a triple-double against the Chicago Bulls the other night, 22 points, 14 rebounds, and 14 assists. But, again, let's not forget, Tim Hardaway Jr. was also a part of the squad on the New York Knicks. I think he was in that yep. trade with uh, Porzingis, so he's coming into uh, back to this building here tonight as well. And New York, I mean, again, I think that last season, uh, Thibodeau made the culture change, but I think they're still trying to figure out rotation still, which is crazy to say. And... They're still, I think they're still trying to figure out their identity is this Nick squad. So I think you have a good Dallas team coming in to Madison Square Garden. You know, they're like you mentioned, the, the feel of Madison Square Garden wanting to come into the, uh, to play there in the Big Apple. 
I do like the short number for the Dallas Mavericks here tonight um, at minus two and a half. So give me that as well. And again, give me all the Luka props here tonight. Uh, curious to also see uh, three-point shooting here tonight for um, Tim Hardaway Jr. against his former squad. That'll be something I'll have to dig up later on. But yeah, I agree with you. Two, uh, two and a half for the Dallas Mavericks here tonight. Uh, anything else for this game? No. All right, let's keep it moving. Let's get over to the next game. Uh, we have the Miami Heat headed to Atlanta to take on the Hawks, where the Hawks are a two-and-a-half-point home favorite, currently seeing a total of 223-and-a-half. Looking at the injury report here, Clint Capella is doubtful tonight for the uh, Atlanta Hawks. DeAndre Hunter questionable as he returns from right wrist injury recovery. Cam Reddish is also questionable with a right ankle sprain. Um, for the Miami Heat, Bam Adebayo out, Jimmy Butler out, Dwayne Dedman questionable, um, and then the usual other guys that are um, out for the Miami Heat, the Victor Oladipos of the world and Marcus Garrett's of the world are also out for this game. Um, let's start with the side here, Terrell. Uh, actually, let me uh, reel off some ATS numbers here. 23 and 17 overall for the Miami Heat. 14 and 10 against the spread on the road. They're eight and two as road underdogs this season uh, for the Atlanta Hawks. I mean, we've talked about how they've been struggling on the defensive side of the basketball over the last five games. Dead last in defensive rating are the uh, Atlanta Hawks. But let's start with the spread. Minus two and a half for the Atlanta Hawks. Where are you going with this game, Terrell? Give me... <laughs> Give me no, nah, give me the heat, man. Yeah. Give me give me the heat. I'm I'm gonna I I like getting the heat as dogs. That I do. I like getting the heat as dogs. I hate them. I hate them when they're favorites. I love them when they're dogs. And no matter what opponent it is, no matter what the situation is, they never let me down. Never let me down. The Hawks are also somebody that can piss away a lead, by the way. Yeah. Um, I like what Eric Spolstra is doing and getting, you know, playing around with this rotation a little bit. I think that um, inserting Matt Struess into the lineup has offered them another level of scoring. Yep. And I like the opportunity they have in there. So give me – and Duncan Robinson coming off the bench isn't affecting them at all. Like, he's still going out there and dropping threes and doing exactly what he needs to do and being that compliment to Tyler Hero whenever they're on the floor together. So, I mean, yeah, give me – I still got Kyle Lowry. I still have Tyler Hero. still have Duncan Robinson. I still have Max Struess. I still have P.J. Tucker. And uh, what? how you pronounce my man's name again? Yurt Savin. Yurt Savin. Yurt Savin. Yurt Savin is a dog. Yersevin deserves respect in this league. <laughs> He's yeah. been playing well. He has been playing well in the absence of Bam and Dwayne Dedman. He has been playing so well. So, and I don't know how the Heat continuously find these random ass big men that play basketball, <laughs> but they just get it's, it's like they get these guys off the fucking street somewhere, and they just hoop for them. So, yes, I will take all of the Heat plus the two and a half now. I do think that Atlanta is on to come up. I do think that is a possibility that 
somehow in this two and a half that Atlanta somehow kind of middles and wins this by a one point game. Okay. Uh, but however, I think that now this isn't the game. Well, it could be because they have a back to back set. So maybe we take the Hawks at home and we take the Heat when they get back at home. Because if the Heat, if the Hawks win today, then they're liable to be favorites, and the Heat are home dogs. And I love the Heat as home dogs. Um, ah, oh, fuck it. I, I, I'm, I just can't fade the Heat as dogs. Like I really can't. That's a hard fade. That is a really hard fade to do. Yeah, I think that um, until I see some better defense being played from the Atlanta Hawks, I can't get behind this team. And again, you have a great three-point shooting team coming in um, to your building tonight. Uh, the Atlanta Hawks over their last five games are number 26 in the entire league of opponent three-point percentage. Um, so I think that they're going to let this ball fight tonight are the Miami Heat uh, against this Atlanta Hawks squad. And I think that now having Clint Capella, they're going to have the advantage on the boards here tonight. Possibly look at maybe some John Collins rebounding props here tonight for the uh, Atlanta Hawks as well. But uh, I don't say anything for year seven because I do see Dwayne Dedman is questionable on the injury report. But Again, I think that this might be a game where we see a lot of points, Terrell, and then we're going to see the three-point ball uh, flying here tonight from both of these squads. We know Atlanta likes to throw up the three-point shots as well as the great shooters that the Miami Heat have. So I can't ignore the stat that Miami Heat, the other night, were a a nine-and-a-half-point underdog in Phoenix, and they went in there and won that game 123-100. They won that game by 23 points. So... um, Eight and two as as road underdogs. That that's kind of hard to ignore. So I'm going to take the over or I'm sorry, I'll take the Miami Heat uh, plus the two and a half. I'll probably put down on the money line as well, and I'll take the over in this game uh, as well. I think we see some good shooting here tonight from uh, the Miami Heat. Yeah. Anything yeah, else for this game? No, I'm I'm very interested. If the but if the Hawks do like if the Hawks do win this game, I'm all over the Heat at home. Yeah, hundred percent. They play on Friday again, or is it a back-to-back? Uh, when do they play again? I think it's Friday. Yeah, yeah, that's Friday. That's Friday. Okay. Yeah, but I'm going to back the uh, Miami Heat here. I, uh, again, underdogs, it seems like they thrive in this role so far this season. Terrell, let's take a quick break here, bud. We'll come back, and we'll get to the final four games on this Wednesday night schedule. Ready to win money and boost your odds? WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. We're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards right at your fingertips. Get in on all your favorite teams, players, and sports from NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, golf, MMA, WNBA, college football, and more. WinBet has some brand new bonuses. Bet $5 and win $400 in free bets. Win a trip to Shaq's Funhouse in LA, bet $20 on WinBet's Build Your Own Bet feature and earn a chance to win a once in a lifetime experience for the big game. You and three guests will receive a VIP experience at Shaq's Funhouse, two nights at Win Las Vegas, a $5,000 free bet at Win Las Vegas Sportsbook and $5,000 in travel credit. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. From boosted parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, we have what you need to win. Ready to play? Sign up today to receive a special offer, risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap. 
where America buys and sells sports bets. The NFL playoffs are finally here and prop, swap, prop swappers are cashing in. Like Steve from Tennessee who last week sold his $250, 100-1 Patriots Super Bowl ticket for $2,500 on prop swap. Steve locked in his profit when he turned his $250 bet into $2,500. The buyer got great odds and the seller made 10 times his bet. PropSwap has thousands of buyers across the country, so you'll always find the best odds and collect the most money for your bets. Hurry and download the free PropSwap app today. PropSwap has fantastic features like filtering listed tickets based on the bet based on the best value, a free activity fee to stay in the know with all the big sales, and red hot tickets for sale. A loyalty rewards program that turns your ticket sales into extra bonus cash, and a first deposit cash, cash match. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit and PropSwap will match your deposit up to $500. Join the real sports bettors on PropSwap, where America buys and sells sports bets. All right, coming off of the break, let's get to the next game here. We have the Houston Rockets headed to San Antonio to take on the Spurs, where the Spurs are a six-point, sorry, home favorite. Six-point home favorite are the Spurs. Currently seeing a total of 230 and a half. Let's check the injury report for both these squads. For the Houston Rockets, Armani Brooks is questionable as he returns from health and safety protocols. Alperin and Shangun is also dealing with a right ankle sprain, who's also questionable. More importantly, for the San Antonio Spurs, guys that are still in health and safety protocols, Derek White, Devin Vassell, Doug McBuckets, uh, Keldon Johnson, and Zach Collins. So it's going to be the usual couple or usual squad that's been out there for the Spurs over the last couple games here. Looking at the ATS numbers for both of these squads, um, San Antonio Spurs, 22 and 18 overall. They're 10 and 7. At home this season, five and two as home favorites for the Houston Rockets, 17 and 24 and one against the spread, 10, 11, and one on the road, 9, 11, and one against the spread uh, on the road this season. Um, this is a division game for both of these teams. Let me see if I can pull that up. Uh, but while you handicap this game, Terrell, six point favorites here for the San Antonio Spurs. Um, I mean, it feels like if the Rockets are if the Rockets are going to do anything, they got to do it tonight, right? Yeah, like they got to they got to take the Rockets are an electric like believe it or not, the Rockets are an electric basketball team. They put up a lot of points. They're a little flashy. They got number two overall pick on their squad. They're going up against the melatonin basketball team. Kind of boring. Very very good basketball. Like very very good basketball they play over there, but it's still boring and. You know they're they're still looking for a win. Like they're they're looking for a win. They're kind of slumping a little bit. Coming on a three game road, uh, three game slide where they just lost all three home games. Uh, but they can still put up points. Mm -hmm. And so we know we sit in here and what was it? The over on Spurs home games. Yeah, it was uh let me see if I can pull that number up. Uh San Antonio Spurs at home this season, 13-3 and 1 to the over. Um they are 6 and 1 to the over as home favorites this season. Yeah, and so I mean, I'm getting 7 points in a game where I think a bunch of points are going to be scored. 
And I'm really not afraid of anybody on this. Like, I, there's yes, there's players on the Spurs that can have really, really good games. But am I afraid of them? Like, do they? I mean, I guess I should be with that Rockets defense. The Rockets defense. Is yeah, that defense is atrocious. Absolutely terrible. But ah, oh, you got to think that they can keep it in seven in a high scoring game. Like it's a high scoring game, and it comes down to you know inside two possessions. So. Uh, I know I'm terrible picking Rockets games, and you know I don't blame anybody for not listening to me at all. But I don't know. I'm feeling I'm feeling Rockets plus seven tonight. Yeah, I mean the Rockets. This is the sixth road uh, division game this season for them. They are three and two against the spread in division games. I'm trying to see if these two teams have matched up earlier this season, and it doesn't seem like they have. This is the first matchup for both these squads. Surprised it's been this late in the season um, for these two teams. But, um, yeah, I think without those guys uh, not in the lineup for the Spurs, Kelvin Johnson, Devin Vassell, uh, Derek White, those are significant role players and starters for this team. So, And over the last seven games here, the San Antonio Spurs are one and seven straight up. They've only covered two games in that eight-game span. Um gun to my head, I would take the Rockets and that's very reluctantly because how bad this defense is. Like, we don't know what Houston squad is going to show up on any given night. They have this one random win where they get a victory and then they reel off seven, eight losses in a row. So, gun to my head, I'll go Rockets plus the seven as well in a division game. Uh, Do like the over in this game. I think that Defense is going to be optional in both of these uh, or for both these squads, so expect to see a lot of points in this game. But not not a not a game that I'm going to be betting on uh, for sure in this uh, or for this game between the San Antonio Spurs and the Houston Rockets. Let's get over to the next game, Terrell. We have um, lost my screen here. Here we go. We have the Cleveland Cavaliers headed to the Utah Jazz to take on this Jazz squad off of that loss to the Detroit Pistons, where the Jazz are a six-point home favorite here. Check the injury report for both of these teams. The Cleveland Cavaliers are going to be without Isaac Okoro in this game. He is still dealing with a left elbow sprain. Uh, But everybody else is a go for the Cleveland Cavaliers. For the Utah Jazz, uh, Jared Butler has entered the health and safety protocols. Rudy Gobert, Rudy, uh, Rudy Gay, and um, Elijah Hughes are in the health and safety protocols. Joe Ingles is questionable. He has cleared the health and safety protocols, but he is returning to competition with reconditioning. Um, let's start with the spread here, Terrell. Six-point favorites for the Utah Jazz. Um, and I'm quickly going to try to pull up the numbers of what the Utah Jazz have done without Rudy Gobert. But why don't you start with the side here with this uh, for this team? Give me the Cavs plus six, man. Cavs, Cavs are one of the best teams on the road, ATS. Yeah. Um, and I'm just saying that this, without Rudy Gobert, this team is different. Defensively. This team is defensively, yes, defensively. This team is different. Even offensively, because Rudy Gobert gives them, he gives them those second chance, um, those second chance buckets. And I, I like the, uh, what Hassan Whiteside is doing for them and stepping into that role. He's yeah. not a scrub. You know, we talked, we just talked about bigs that the uh, Miami heat just randomly stumble upon. Hassan Whiteside was one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
but it defense defensively, it, I don't think it's too much. It's too much, and now he has to go play two great, you know, great young players in Jared Allen and Evan Mobley inside tonight. Yeah, and so that's really what it is for me. I think the I think the Cavs can keep this game close, and if they lose, they will lose close. Um, I would be all over. I would be all over the Cavs. I mean, I still might have a play on the money line, but I'd be all over the Cavs money line if they just had that fifth guy in that lineup. I, and I was talking about this in the Slack channel. Like, I'm looking. I just want them to go out, and I don't know how they can do it. I really don't know what assets they have. But if they can get a fifth guy, and that's where you kind of miss Colin Sexton. Like, I can only imagine where this team would be if Colin Sexton was still there. Because if you could have somebody that's playing on the floor with Darius Garland, Jared Allen, Evan Mobley, and Laurie Markkinen, that last guy, like, they just kind of wrote that, that last position is just kind of rotating door. I think um, uh, Stevens is filling that role right now. Sometimes it's a Coro. Uh, Kevin Love normally comes off the bench. Sometimes it's Osmond. Right? They, they, it's just kind of, you know, Wade, Dean Wade sometimes steps in there. Like, it's just kind of a rotating door with that fifth guy in that lineup. And I think that that's, like, if they can get possession, like, good, mm-hmm. consistent production or at least a solid role. Like, we know, hey, this fifth guy, he's our defense. Like, that's straight defense. He's there for defense or whatever. But they don't have a defined role in that fifth slot, and I think that's what's holding this team back from being as great as I really, really think they could be. Um, I don't think they're afraid of... I don't think they're afraid of Jazz at all. I, I, I don't think they're afraid of Jazz at all. I know they know they're one of the best teams in the West, and I know that Cle- Cleveland is just on a prove-it... Like, they're on a prove-it tour, and they're just going up, battling these great teams and telling them that, hey, we can take you wire to wire, and I, I would expect nothing less. So I think this is a one-possession game tonight. I'm all over the Cavs. Yeah, for the Cleveland Cavaliers without Rudy Gobert in four games, uh, they've given up a hundred. They're averaging in sorry, averaging opponents, uh, allowing them to score 121 points per game. Um, they're one in three overall. They're one in three against, or sorry, zero and four against the spread. Denver had again. Denver they they had that first game without Rudy Gobert, and Denver was only trailing by a point in that game. But again, the second half was continued for Denver in that in that game. But since then, the Orlando Magic are zero and three. I'm sorry, the Utah Jazz are zero and three. They have a one twenty two one hundred eight loss against the Raptors, one twenty five one thirteen loss against the Pacers, and then one twenty six one sixteen against the Detroit Pistons the other night. So they've lost by double digits. In every single one of those games. And now you have, without your best defensive player, Rudy Gobert, who anchors that middle for you, now you have Evan Mobley and Jared Allen coming in, or we're pretty much going to get whatever they want inside. The one thing that does concern me is if they're able to get some type of, or if they're not going to be able to make shots outside, uh, are the Cleveland Cavaliers, that may be the trouble spot for them in this game. But Darius Garland has been shooting well enough for this team. Kevin Love off the bench. He's a guy that can knock down the outside shot as well. Lauren Markkinen and also Edie Osmond. So not too worried about that. But I do, again, I can't bet on this team right now where the Utah Jazz are just giving up this many points uh, without their best defensive player in that uh, in the middle of the floor there for them. So I agree with you. Plus six. Seems like an underdog night here, Terrell. Uh, plus six uh, for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Mm-hmm. And I also think I, this game gets over the total as well of 222 and a half. 
Um, anything else for this game here, Terrell? Um, I huh, is this somebody's somebody for this Cavs team is gonna go crazy, man. Somebody is going to go crazy. Um, I think it's I think it's Evan Mobley. I I think it's Evan Mobley. I think this is. I think this is a big, big game for Evan because Evan Mobley can come off the dribble and get his own. He can come off the dribble, get his own bucket. He can come up on the pick and roll and score off of there. He can shoot the mid range. Like he, the kid does everything. He does a lot. Like this is the second, really, really, really fucking good. Yeah, sorry to interrupt you. This is the second game between these two teams. Um, Utah Jazz did go into Cleveland earlier this season, uh, and they won that game by one point, one hundred nine, one hundred eight. Uh, Rudy Gobert in that game, six points, 20 rebounds. For the Cleveland Cavaliers, the two big men, Evan Mobley, 14 points, 11 rebounds, and Jared Allen, 17 points and 10 rebounds in that game. 31-point performance from Darius Garland in that game as well uh, for the Cleveland Cavaliers. So um, trying to see how many points they were favored by in that game. Um, let's see here if I can find it. It was December 8th. Yeah. So the Utah Jazz were a five-point favorite on the road in that game, and now they're a six-point favorite here at home. Um, so <laughs> and I don't know. I, think, yeah. I mean, part, partially is that is, you know, you feel like it's a get-back game after losing to Detroit, but it's not always like, – that's just not always the case. Like, if they win, they can win short. Like, they can win short. And I just don't – I don't know who's covering these guys, man. Yeah. Like, is Royce is Royce O'Neal really going to slow down Evan Mobley? No. Like you would you would assume that Hassan Whiteside and Jared Allen are going to be matched up majority of the night, right? And to a somewhat of an extent, I think that Hassan Whiteside could actually have a pretty decent night. Yeah. Um, because I like I like Jared Allen shot blocking, and I like him, you know, perimeter defender. I don't know how he's going to play with Hassan Whiteside or get up in his grill. Mm-hmm. But Royce O'Neal at six five, and coming Evan Mobley coming off the dribble, it just feels it just kind of feels like an Evan Mobley night for this game. So I don't know, and that that's just a gut play. I think Evan Mobley has a really good game with with Rudy Gobert out. Rudy Gobert not protecting the paint, and that's where Evan Mobley does most of his work. Uh, coming off the dribble, getting inside, and being acrobatic and being just the gifted scorer of the basketball he is. Yeah, I, I like Evan Mobley. I like the Cavs. I think they – this is also – yeah, it's, it's dog night. It really is dog night. I think yeah. the Cavs can get a money – I think they can get a money line win. I really do think they can. Yeah, I agree. Um, I was going to mention one more thing, but it just kind of slipped my mind. But uh, anything else for this game trail? I mean, over. We, we yeah. got to be on over. Yeah, hundred percent. I think you got to get on the ja- uh, sorry, the Cleveland Cavaliers team total as well of one hundred eight in this uh, in this game. But and also, uh, you know, Cavs first half. I, I feel like I shouldn't have to keep saying that. Yeah. Um, oh, that's auto. Whatever we. What? Where? Can you check up on our JB Bickerstaff um, Coach of the Year odds and where he's sitting at? I feel like he can. I feel like it's been a little while since we talked about it. They really haven't done, they haven't done anything to go up, but they haven't done anything to go back down. And I can't think of anybody else that's like separated at all either. Like I think yeah. he's still in, a, he's still in a good position. He's it's just, uh, it's really waiting for this playoff. Like if they get into the playoffs, I don't know how he doesn't win. 
Yeah, he's fourth right now uh, on the list of coach of the year. Billy Donovan is now the betting favorite at plus 370, followed by okay. Monty and Kerr at four to one. Uh, Jamie Bickerstaff at plus 450. I think the one oh, name no, that. I'm not, I'm not afraid of Monty and Kerr. I'm not afraid of Monty and Kerr at all. I think they, the have one... Steph Curry, they have Steph Curry, Chris Paul, and, you know, yeah, Clay Thompson, Devin Booker. Devin Booker. Like, I'm not afraid of those two at all. I don't think they'll win. I think the other. Billy Donovan was. Billy uh, Donovan. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Oh, sorry. No, who's the other one? I was going to say Taylor Jenkins for the uh, Memphis Grizzlies. Okay, yeah. I could buy that. I could buy that. Yeah. But Billy Donovan is the thing that concerns me. However, if you listen to the show and you listen when I told you to take this bet at 40 to 1 odds, then you can go to PropSwap.com. And if you are getting, you know, like, holy crap, like, I don't know. You can sell that ticket on PropSwap.com. Yeah. You can. Because you listened to me, and you got it at 40 to 1. And then you listened to me again, and you got it at, at what? What was it, 20. 25 to 1? We said 20 to 1 and 12 in 1. So, so you, if you listened to me and got it at 40 to 1, 12, uh, 20 to 1, and 12 to 1, and it's what now? Uh, plus 450. Come on, guys. Come on. So we'll hold on to it for now. Hold on to those tickets for now. I will. Matter of fact, I'm going to do that. Um, so we got we to gotta make sure that you keep me on top of that. And I yeah. come back and just keep every few weeks or so, just kind of look at what the odds are doing and how I feel about the Bulls. Because if the Bulls get the one seed, it's really hard for Billy Donovan not to win it. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, if, they get, if they get the one seed, it's really hard. So if the Bulls keep trending and trending, and I guess this next game we're going to talk about uh, will play a part, but – if the Bulls keep trending and trending and trending to the one seed, then they're absolutely going to get it. But they're, if they're the two seed, if they're the two seed, it's all JB Bigstaff. It's all him. Yeah, we'll keep on uh, checking on these Coach of the Year's uh, odds because it is tightening up a little bit. We're having about five guys that are less than 10 to 1 right now. And I think rightfully so, those, uh, all those coaches should be in the mention. Let's get to the game of the night here, Terrell. We have the Brooklyn Nets headed to Chicago to take on the Bulls, where the Bulls are a one and a half point, two point, uh, depending on your shop, favorite at home against the Nets here tonight. Currently seeing a total of 233. Uh, injury report for both of these squads. Uh, LaMarcus Aldridge is out for this game. Nick Claxton is questionable. James Harden is questionable. Uh, Kyrie Irving is also questionable tonight for the Brooklyn Nets. For the Chicago Bulls, Alex Caruso continues to be out. Javante Green is also out. Um, and that is pretty much it. Let's start with the side here, Terrell. Uh, minus one and a half for the Bulls here tonight against the Brooklyn Nets. Oh, damn. I mean, the, I, I don't know what the Nets are doing right now, man. I talked about it early. I don't know what the Nets are doing right now. The Nets have been better at home this or on the road this season. I'm sorry. They I'll have. say they that. Have. Ten and eight. And three and they one have. as road underdogs. They have. And so it sounds like Kyrie it sounds like Kyrie's gonna play. I think all three should play in this game. And maybe that's what they say. Maybe that's what they say James Harden for. Because they know that he's having some issues. And this is a really big game. Because these teams are going to want the one seat. Yeah. For seeding. They are going to. You're right. Well, honestly, does Brooklyn want the one seat? If you're Brooklyn, do you really want the one seat? Would you you rather not have 
a lower seed so you get more Kyrie Irving? That's true too, but I think eventually if they get to the Eastern Conference Finals, I, I think I would, I don't know, rather have home court advantage. But I think at that point, I think Kyrie probably going to make the decision uh, to get vaccinated. I mean, I don't know. Kyrie's, <laughs> Kyrie's, yeah, Kyrie, yeah, that's Kyrie's, true too. <laughs> Kyrie's in his ways. Like Kyrie is in his ways. I don't know. I don't think Kyrie getting that joint, yo. <laughs> I don't think Kyrie is get. Maybe, maybe like over the summer. Like as more and more time passes, but like right now, and even for like the playoff, I don't think Kyrie getting that joint for the rest of the season. But <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, um, yeah, if you're if you're the Nets, you almost want to be the two seed and just get more Kyrie Irving. But I doubt that they're I doubt they're they're competitors. I doubt they're talking like that. I'm just you know, this is just me rapping. This is honestly, this is just me rapping. Don't nobody take this serious. They're, they're competitors. They're not tossing games so they can have more yeah. Kyrie Irving. But yeah, uh, goddamn, all three of them, when all three of them are in that lineup, they're really fucking good. So let me outside give you this, of uh, outside uh, of what they played, what they played showed against the Pacers. Yeah, when they're all three in that lineup, like they they were pretty good last year. Mm-hmm. So let, let me uh, give you this update that I got uh, about 10 minutes ago from Steve Curry. He said all uh, three guys did participate in um, practice today, but he does not have a definitive answer if they're going to be going tonight. It also says, how do they all look? And uh, Steve Nash said the word handsome for James Harden and uh, Kyrie Irving, but no official update about tonight. <laughs> which means it should be <laughs> <laughs> you got to choose you got to choose your words more wisely when talking to steve kerr like you can't be hey how do they all look handsome <laughs> like <laughs> you gotta you gotta pick your words wisely that's funny um i want to take the nets i do i, I want to take the, i want to just i want to just forget it's just like I'm thinking about how, and maybe that's recency bias, but I'm just thinking about Portland, and I'm just like, how the fuck did you lose that game to Portland? Yeah. Like, it just doesn't make no sense. But this just feels like a game they got to get up for. And you said earlier the stat that they get up and they play the Eastern Conference teams way mm-hmm. better, way harder. Like, it, it's closer to home. It mean, The games are slightly more meaningful. So give me the Nets plus the one and a half money line. I don't necessarily like it, but this is going to be a fun game, and there's no way I'm not going to have any action on this game. Uh, so, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll take the Nets, but, damn, I mean, I think it's going to be some scoring. I think yeah. it's going to be some scoring. Yeah, definitely. I think that um, if all three are playing tonight, I think this was probably going to be the first time in the era of however many games they played together that they are underdogs in this game. And I think this I'm trying to see on the schedule, like when is like the last good team that the Chicago Bulls played and they lost to Dallas the other night at 14. Other than that, they played Atlanta twice, blew them out. I think that was without they had guys in health and safety protocols. They had the victory over yeah. the Lakers, but Lakers have not been that impressive this season. They yeah. did lose to the Miami Heat by 26 points. They lost to the Cavs by 20-something points. That may have been without some guys that are in health and safety protocols. One matchup this season um, already played between these two squads. Uh, Chicago did win that game 
117, sorry, 111, 107 in that game as a two and a half point underdog in that game. So uh, take that for what it's worth. But I'm going to wait. Had, they also uh, had no, no Nick Clatson, no Blake Griffin, no Kyrie Irving in that game as well. Yeah. So like, and, the, the, like the, this roster is a little bit like Kyrie, inserting Kyrie into the lineup makes them a little bit deeper. Like It does. Yeah. And so, I mean, and you're missing one of the that's a better good, perimeter defenders too, and Alex Caruso too. Yeah, and yeah, I mean, no, I that's a very good point that the Bulls have played a lot of games and not played good teams. <laughs> they played a lot of games and not played good teams. That is a very great observation, and it makes me feel a lot better. Yeah, let's 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 wrap up the next night. Yeah, uh, I'll, just, I'll wait for official awesome. word if Harden and uh, are both Irving are in. If they are, I, obviously the line is going to move, but I'm probably gonna put like half a unit down right now. And as soon as I see news, I'll probably bounce on the new uh, or pounce on the Brooklyn Nets money line and the line here tonight uh, as an underdog to Chicago. Anything else for this game, Terrell, before we move on to the last game of the night? Um, damn, this is kind of a little bit, you know, the end of this homestand for them. They got the Nets tonight and the Warriors on Friday. Yeah, definitely we'll find out a lot about this Chicago team over the next two nights, uh, at least as they play more seller competition, at least. Let's get over to the last game of the night. We have the L.A. Lakers headed to Sacramento to take on the Kings where the Lakers are a three and a half point home, sorry, road favorite here in Sacramento. Check the injury report for both of these squads uh, for the LA Lakers. Everybody is a go. Uh, obviously no Anthony Davis and no Kendrick Nunn still for the Sacramento Kings. Rashawn home is out. Why is he on G league assignment? Do you know anything about that? But let me go through the injury report. Uh, Damian Jones out. Uh, Tristan Thompson questionable. So they're going to be a little thin in the front court, at least tonight against the uh, LA Lakers. But why is Rashawn Holmes on uh, assignment? Is he come back from injury or something? Uh, I don't even remember. All right. I'll have to check on that, but let's start with the spread here. Uh, Terrell three and a half point favorites for the uh, Lakers here in Sacramento. What do you think? Here we go. Lakers is a favorite again. Super hard to trust this team. ATS really, really hard, but um, the Lakers are rolling right now. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, they, once they this is a different Lakers team when LeBron James moved to the five. Yep, this is this is a different Lakers team, and you know the Grizzlies has their has their number, but the Grizzlies has everybody's number in the Western Conference. I I, I do not think it is. I know the records don't indicate it. This may be a little bit wild to say. No, I don't think it's that wild. I don't think is I don't think it's wrong to say that the Grizzlies aren't one of the two be- top two best teams in the Western Conference. Top, if not the best team in the Western Conference. The Grizzlies. I if, even though record doesn't indicate it, I do not think it is wild to say, and that's why you know one of my bold predictions was that the Grizzlies were going to make the Western Conference Finals. Yeah. I don't think it's crazy to say that the Grizzlies are one of the top, like one of the top teams. Top three for sure, maybe top two could be the best team in the Western Conference. Just because at the end of the day, I don't care. In the day, all them weak teams are not in the playoffs. All like all those games that you you kind of just let you underestimate, you play down the competition, whatever. All those teams aren't in the playoffs. You're playing the best of the best, and the Grizzlies have shown us time and time again this season that they are 
and why am I talking about this during the Lakers Kings? But just, just hurry up and finish this point. <laughs> <laughs> they are they are they have shown us that they will play the best teams like they are the best teams, and they will go out there and win games. Yeah. Like if you sit here and you just think about the teams that are presumed to win the Western Conference this year, even though the Lakers play shitty, they're still presumed to win. They have wins against them, wins against the Suns, wins against the Warriors. So that's just okay. So they just lost to the Grizzlies. I I don't blame them for that. I really don't. The Grizzlies have that's and that's why I went on that tangent. The Grizzlies have the Western Conference number at the end of the day. I really think that the teams are going to look down on the Grizzlies. You're going to think that they're just upstarts and not pay attention that they've really been whooping everybody ass this season. Yeah. Now, since moving LeBron James to the five outside of that game, I think that they're five and zero. Oh. Um, and it's crazy that LeBron James is willing to do something that AD's not willing to do, and AD is six ten. Uh, I'm going to leave that alone. <laughs> Like, does he just play to five when, when AD comes back and then they're uh, freaking NBA champions? <laughs> like, yeah. it, all right, whatever. Coming back to this, this point, they're different. Sacramento Kings still give up points inside. Like, at, it's just ridiculous how much points they give up on the inside. Mm-hmm. Which is crazy. Which is crazy for this game because now they're facing Russell Westbrook. Where if you give up Russell Westbrook points on the inside, then he's going to go for thirty. Yeah, they just came off playing these teams where the Kings did stay in that game until the last minute when they gave up three turnovers in the last minute of the game and ultimately lost the game and the cover. Yeah, they're they're just not good. Like the Kings are just not good. They are not. And so it's super hard to back this team, even at home, super hard to back this team. I do think that Darren Fox is going to have a game. Guards just cook the Lakers, and De'Aaron Fox just has good games against the Lakers. He's had a few. Uh, so I think De'Aaron Fox is going to have a good game. But the every the everybody else, the the deep the lack like this could be an over game and the the Kings could play well, but they just give up 120 points. Yeah. So with that being said, give me the Lakers. I'll I'll lay three and a half. It sounds disgusting laying three and a half of the Lakers right now. It really does, but I'll take it. I don't think it sounds disgusting to me. I mean, they're playing well. Like you said, the adjustment that with LeBron James at the five, they've been winning games, and and this this Sacramento Kings squad is reeling a little bit. They've lost five straight games here. They've given up points to um, – I mean, they took an L to the uh, Portland Trailblazers without Damian Lillard, without C.J. McCollum in that lineup, without Norman Powell in that lineup – they gave up 121 to the Denver Nuggets, Terrell. I mean, we talked about the Denver Nuggets that are a squad yeah. <laughs> in the second yeah. half that just kind of falls apart, and, and they gave up 121 to I them. I think I was on the Kings. I was on the Kings that game, too. I think I made them my dog that week. That's disgusting. Yeah, and they just recently played in L.A., and L.A. won that game by eight points um, against the same uh, Kings squad, 122-114. Um, LeBron had 31 points in that game. Uh, this was back last week on Tuesday, January 4th. They also matched up earlier this year, November 30th, and Lakers won that game 117-92. So I think, Terrell, we can say at this point uh, when they're playing this some third time, I think the Sacramento Kings are a worse team 
over these last two matchups that they've had against the uh, LA Lakers. And I think them to only be a three and a half point favorite here where the Lakers are playing good basketball. Yeah. They had, like you mentioned, the loss to the sec, uh, sorry, to the Memphis Grizzlies, but who's not losing to the Grizzlies right now. They've won 10 in a row. So I like the Lakers here tonight, minus three and a half Westbrook should get to the rim at will. LeBron should get to the rim at will. Malik Monk, again, if he's going to have a better game, he had, I think, a lackluster, lackluster game last week or last game. But I think this is a good spot for the um, for the uh, L.A. Lakers. They've had two f- days off in between games, so the rest is not an issue either. So I'm taking Lakers minus a three and a half. This is potential lock territory as well for me uh, in this game. But, yeah, I do like the Lakers team total to go over as well in this game, Terrell. Yeah, yeah, is is very close to lot territory for me as well. I'm still trying to decide between this and one other one. All right, um, so let's do this. Why don't we take our last break here? That is the schedule for tonight in the NBA. We'll come back. We'll get into our lock and dog for the night, and we'll uh, wrap it up with any final thoughts. So we'll be right back after we hear from our sponsors. The fantasy season may be over, but the action is still coming on the Better Fantasy app. Download their free-to-play app today to bet on player props for the NFL playoffs. You can also enter their player prop pools and score big when you win. We love Better Fantasy because we can win awesome prizes and even raise money for charity along the way too. It's totally free to play. You'll earn better credit by completing challenges and use them to place your bets. Better Fantasy is available worldwide and in all 50 U.S. states. Download the app today over at betterfantasy.com slash SGPN. That's betterfantasy.com slash SGPN. Since when did sports betting become so rigid? Sports betting is meant to be social. When I picture betting, I picture bootleggers with mustaches tossing bets around in a speakeasy. SoBet is taking the social lineage of betting and putting a modern twist on it by providing a modern platform. SoBet is changing the game with their new product. Head over to SoBet.io and create an account to see for yourself. Through their fully functioning and free web application, you can access a demo of their app which will launch next fall. The app includes consensus lines from Vegas, a feed of what other people are betting on, and the ability to send friendly wagers to anyone you know via QR codes, text, and links among other methods. No money is transacted on the app and it is purely competitive. Next time you're with your friends watching sports, turn the dial up a notch. Go to SoBet.io and you and see who can win and hit the most ridiculous bets. Users have the ability to place bets off Vegas odds or generate a bet by changing any metric they want, as long as somebody is on the other side to accept. Let's get back to the roots of betting with SoBet. Go to SoBet.io slash SGPN. That's SoBet.io slash SGPN today to join the revolution. And don't forget, guys, the SGPN app is now live on the App Store and Google Play Store. The app gives you access to all of our picks and podcasts. Don't forget to toss up an app review and download the SGPN app today. All right, coming off of the break here, Terrell, let's uh, follow up. Strong uh, start for you, at least on Monday. Uh, It's midweek, Wednesday, hump day. I think there's a a pretty good game of slates here. Uh, A lot of stuff that we do like. Uh, But let's get into our lock and dog here. Uh, You want me to go first or you want to go first? Hey, you know, we're not changing the mojo. All right. We're going to keep it with you. Okay, let me go first here for my lock for tonight. Um, Man, there's so much that I do like here. Let's go. 
Hmm. Let's go with the. Let's go with the LA Lakers, man. Minus the three and a half. I think we were on this. I think we nailed this handicap. And I think that this is a third matchup. And I think the Kings are even worse than the two previous meetings, especially defensively, where they're giving up so many points at will. You mentioned it. Russell Westbrook should get to the rim at will. LeBron James is going to do LeBron James things tonight in the absence of Anthony Davis. Look for Malik Monk to bounce back. So the, the squad is healthy outside of Anthony Davis. So they should go into LA, sorry, into Sacramento tonight, which I think there's going to be more Laker fans in this game, Terrell, than Sacramento Kings fans because they're in yeah. Northern California. And it's, it's, it's Cali, bro. Yeah, exactly. So Lakers Sacramento team. fans or Laker fans that are in Sacramento are definitely going to get out to this game tonight. You know, Sacramento they're... almost moved. They, hey, look, they almost came to uh, the 757. It was close. We just ain't had no arena. They, oh, we, yeah. was, we was about to get the Kings. Hey, if hey, if we had a if we had the Kings, I ain't gonna lie, I'd have been a Kings fan. <laughs> if the Kings came to the seven five, I'd have been a Kings fan. I ain't gonna hold you. I, I still had my love for the Knicks, but I would have definitely repped the hell out the Kings if they can't hey, if they came over there. We couldn't get no stadium built though, and the Sacramento people was goddamn protesting and shit. So whatever. Fuck it. All right. Okay. And a little history note there from Terrell. Uh I'll go with Lakers minus three and a half as my lock. For my dog, um, I know which way you're going to go. I'll leave that to you. Um, it's either the Cavs tonight for me or the uh, Miami Heat. Let's go. Let's go Cavs. Cavs plus five and a half. Plus 180 on the money line against this Utah Jazz squad. No Rudy Gobert. This defense Ooh, back is really. Oh yeah, back God. to. I don't. Yeah. I mean, they've lost three in a row, yeah. Terrell. So. Yeah. yeah. No, no. I, I get yeah. it. it. This is. This is this is nasty. It's yeah, gonna, Jared nasty. Jared Allen and Evan Mobley should eat tonight. Darius Garland had a great game against the uh, Utah Jazz as well in a previous matchup in their building where they only lost by a point. And now they're missing several key pieces are the Utah Jazz. They've given up 120-plus points on average over the last four games. Don't care that they lost to the Pistons uh, without Rudy Gobert and a couple other guys, like I said. Give me the Cavs, plus 5.5 and, and plus 180 tonight as my dog. All right, Terrell, you're up, man. Lock and dog. I don't know how you're going to follow up your dog this week after a plus 525, yeah. but hey. Um, hey, I don't even think it's anything that big on the board. <laughs> yeah, there isn't. There isn't. You're yeah, right. it's nothing that big on the board. But uh, no, man, let's just we in profit. Like for all those that tell, you know, congratulations, we in big profit. So let's let's be smart with those profits. And with that, uh, you took them as your dog. I'll take them as my lot. Give me the Cavs plus five and a half. I I think that I think the Cavs are trying to make a statement that they are going to contend with the best teams in the NBA and that they're really, really, they're good. Like they are good. Yeah. And so I've taken the Cavs. This is actually makes three straight times taking the Cavs <laughs> as my lock. And I'm one and one <laughs> and I'm one and one, but I, I really do like this spot for the Cavs. I think they get up on the road. I think they get out fast and they, they at least keep the game close. Even if they don't get a money line win, I really do expect them to keep this game close. It's especially inside of uh, a two possession game. 
And like you said, even maybe come out with an outright win. Like they're going to dominate the inside. And I'm really on Evan Mobley tonight. I think it's going to be, again, a lot of points scored. And I think Evan Mobley is going to be the benefactor tonight. So let's do that. Okay. Cavs plus five and a half is my lock. For my dog, give me the Orlando Magic. Plus 240, 220, 220, I think it is. Uh, let me see uh, if I get you the best number. Yeah, it's. I think it's. I think it started at 220 since we were talking. I see it at 200 now. We're, but whatever, it's around plus 200. I'll round there, plus 200 money line. Plus 210 is the uh, best one I see. Yeah, so like I said, I think that the Wizards are going to have their hands full with Cole Anthony tonight. The yeah. Magic already play better on the road. They're getting a shorter number than they normally get. I think they're, mm-hmm. you know, they're not normally getting like they're getting closer to double digits. Yeah. And I think that people are going to be quick to pounce on the Wizards, but don't know. I mean, yes, we talk about how good the Wizards are at home, but I think this is a spot the Magic can keep them sleep, catch them sleeping. I think Franz Wagner is a beast. Uh, I expect to see paints, uh, points scored in the paint on the Wizards. Um, inside today, and yeah, give me give me the magic, and I don't think that I really don't think that Cole Anthony's triple double is outside the realm possibility. I can see him doing this. I agree, and and then they go to Rose Bar and turn the fuck up afterwards. So, <laughs> uh, damn, I wish I was in DC. <laughs> I, I I hate being out here. I would have def- I would have pulled up so many Wizards game this year. I love DC. Um, yeah, give me the magic. Plus 200, plus 210 money line. I think they get it done tonight. I'll throw out a bonus lock on Wednesday, and I'm going to say that same game. And I talked about that there's going to be points scored in this game. We both agreed. So magic team total over 104.5 seems really low to me in, in this game. Um, so give me the magic team total over 104.5. For a bonus lock, I will do. We had it circled. And we didn't say it. I'm going to make it my bonus lock. Mavs plus two and a half. I mean, minus two and a half. Yeah, that was another one I, that I did like. Yeah, yeah. I think I do. It's just people come into Madison Square Garden and just ball. Like, it, it's, it's so random. And it can really be the most random person. They'll just come Madison Square Garden and ball. That one in four ATS as home underdogs is not anything to, to not look at for the Knicks. And the Mavs being the number one defense over the past five games and being a solid defense just overall for the majority of this season. I think they have so many ways to kill the Knicks, whether it's Luka, whether it's Jalen Brunson, whether, uh, whether it's shooting on the outside and giving up a whole bunch of three-pointers, which the Knicks are known to do. Uh, yeah, give me, give me the Mavs minus two and a half as a bonus lock. I like it, man. So six picks for you guys tonight. Uh, lock, dog, and a bonus lock each. For myself and Terrell. So hopefully um, Terrell can continue his dominance as cashing dogs here. Um, and we've done pretty good giving out these bonus locks as well. I've usually gone team totals and I've or totals and the bonus locks hit three straight. You've hit um, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, six out of the last seven bonus locks uh, on the show. Um for the listeners so let's let's cash uh, some tickets tonight let's put some money in the pockets not only of ourselves but also our listeners here terrell um 
that's going to be the end of the show here tonight uh, for this Wednesday night schedule. Uh, Terrell, final thoughts and let the people know where they can find you, man. Uh, yeah, give me at really well, at really real. Wow, it was a W that came out there. At really real underscore underscore on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, man, come come show. Yo, when, when the Pistons won that game, the Slack channel was elated like it was electric yep. and then it, it, it went on to twitter and i got a whole bunch of love from twitter like join that slack channel sg.pn slash slack we have a lot of fun in there uh don't come in there and start you y'all know i'm superstitious now now y'all know i'm superstitious as hell so <laughs> if we if we on a game like even if it looked like it's a lot like give me till zero 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 like don't be don't be come in there and start talking about the game for the game be over because i'm superstitious as fuck like i really am <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, I, I had to drop a shush in there until he got yeah look <laughs> hey hey look Ain't nobody here for me until that game was over, neither. <laughs> I'm superstitious as hell. So, uh, yeah, when I can get in there, I know I got a, a pretty big time difference from everybody back home. But when I can get in there, I do get in there. We have a lot of fun. So, yeah. join the Slack channel. Yeah, 100%. Uh, get into that Slack channel, like Terrell said, sg.pn slash Slack. Um a lot of great channels uh, all across the different sports, non-sports related channels as well. But the NBA is always hype every single night. And we're trying to, trying to put out these daily uh, DFS games uh, on DraftKings. Um, so if you're a DFS player, you want to get into those, uh, hop in there as well or, or send me a DM or, or tweet at me. I can get you the link for that as well. A little $3 game uh, where whoever can get in there, winner takes all. But yeah, uh, great show today, Terrell. Let's uh, catch some tickets. Like I said, we will be back. Uh, you and I will be back on Friday morning, but you and Scott are doing a show tomorrow um, yep. for the Thursday games and also getting into some Eastern Conference division. So like we said, we're going to start going every day for the NBA Gambling Podcast. So Terrell and Scott will be here tomorrow. Uh, and then Terrell and I will be back on Friday morning to get into the Friday games. With that being said, guys, good luck with your tickets and bets today um till then let's break these books off and let it ride basketball